Hi everyone, I'm your host, Jaco Selka, and you are listening to Hopefully Sustainable. Each week, I'm going to talk to extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things to make the world a more sustainable place. My goal is for this episode to leave you feeling hopeful about an idea, a person, or the world in general. Thank you for joining me in this conversation, and all together we can be hopefully sustainable. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today as this is the last episode of season two. I had so much fun putting together this episode. And if you have tuned in to an episode before, you know that at the end of each episode, I ask my guests or guests what they are hopeful about. So for today's episode, I've taken the answers from every episode in season two and compiled it into one episode. It's really interesting to go back and listen to what everyone has been hopeful about over the past few months because it really shows all that we have gone through together over the past few months towards the end of 2020 into the new year of 2021. Here in the United States, we have gone through and transitioned to a new president. We have been fighting injustice, and slowly but surely, Americans and people around the world have been getting vaccinated. I love this podcast because I get to speak to so many amazing people, and we truly covered a breadth of topics this year. Everything from renewable energy to the intersection of sustainability and religion, how to incorporate sustainability into your relationships, whether It's in a couple or a family dynamic, different jobs and how you can pursue sustainability as a career, and how sustainability is involved in the food and agricultural industry. My goal for this podcast is just for you all to learn something new and gain a hopeful perspective on topics that can be dark or depressing or heavy. I have learned about topics throughout this season two that I didn't know anything about, but as this season comes to an end, I'm as hopeful as ever because there are people out there who are working to make a difference. And like all of the guests I've had on this season and the people like you that are listening, you all care enough to learn about sustainability and make a difference. So I just want to thank everyone for their support. I'm going to be taking the summer off, I'm moving to a new apartment, and I feel blessed to say that I'm going to be able to travel to see some of my family and friends, which is exciting because honestly, at the beginning of this season, I don't think we were even sure that that would be possible. Hopefully Sustainable will be back this fall with season three. Until then, I hope that you all have a great summer, and as I say at the end of every episode, stay hopeful and stay sustainable. I'm so hopeful for a new president. (laughs) I'm so hopeful that we're going to rejoin the Paris Agreement. Uh, We're going to get back on track in terms of everything related to sustainability from a federal level. And um, I'm hopeful that we can get back on track and for saving our planet and, you know, (laughs) moving forward with more sustainable initiatives and laws in place. Man, a lot, honestly. I think 2021 is going to be a good year, but 
I think one of the things that I'm continuously hopeful for is just the reconnection between people and the earth and um, what that looks like and how we as people and as humans thrive by connecting with the planet and all that it has and all that it has to offer. And that excites me. And so I just hope that, you know, as we all collectively learn more about what it means to steward what we've been given, that um, it just continues along that path and that through that, we are just able to thrive and live well. I'll give you my uh, like sustainability practitioner one and then a more personal one. <laughs> so obviously it's super exciting that, uh, you know, there is uh, Democrats have control of the Senate. So I'm really hopeful that um, we'll see some climate policies at the federal level in the new year. And that's super exciting to me, um, especially because I'm taking a climate policy class in the spring. So I'm like, hoping we can uh, evaluate them as a class. And uh, I just think it'll be really cool. So there's that half. And then on a personal level, I'm super stoked because my boyfriend and I have been long distance for three years. And we're finally moving in together uh, this summer. So that's exciting. It's like a bright spot in a weird, what has been a weird year and a half. I guess given the lesson of last year and not knowing what was coming, just to approach 2021 with an open mind and care for your community that's the most I can do at this point <laughs> I might not have come up with any resolutions but I'm certain that I can at least do those two things so I'm really hopeful for this new year as we're getting a new administration that cares for the environment and environmental issues so I'm really hoping more funding gets allocated to these agencies so they can do more and protect the environment. John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock were elected as our two senators representing Georgia, which is really incredible, but it's also not surprising to me. I've been working, you know, just like volunteering here and there for my friends that work in politics on democratic um, campaigns uh, for, you know, since 2015, Stacey Abrams, um, you know, her first uh, foray into the, like, the primaries for the governor, uh, gubernatorial race. Um, so that's all to say that I'm, I'm not surprised that Georgia's turning blue, because I believe in the South. I believe that the South has so much power that just hasn't been realized, not for lack of trying or lack of resilience of its people, but for uh, because of the oppression um, that's finally being lifted. And that that is makes makes me really hopeful. Again, not surprised, but I'm really hopeful that this will continue because there's so much recognition um, by national players and by people like myself and frankly, white people in the South, um, that we can support communities of color um, in the progressive um, change that they've been looking for. Well, okay, well, I got an easy answer. The, the thing that gives me hope is people like you. Uh, you know, as somebody who's been in sustainability for, as I said, over 40 years, um, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse if you look at the global situation and you know, it's such a dire, uh, daunting, huge thing to look at where we're at in climate change and how, you know, the vast majority of people on the planet are living now uh, with, you know, feeling some of the 
the impacts with the how many tens of millions of people enforced migration around the world due to climate change. And then, you know, what's to come, which is not looking good. Um, so if you look at it from all of that aspect, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, depressing. Um, but to me, the thing is, is that there's you and your generation that have shown a real passion toward this. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people that aren't, you know, satisfied with the status quo um, that approach this from the standpoint of the whole world and what role you can play in making a difference um, in that effort. And it's happening. I mean, there's, you know, millions and millions of people around the world, a lot of young people who have stepped up and um, that's what makes me hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful for uh, people coming together and listening to each other. That's something I really want in this year. Um, I think, you know, just as we talked about today and I've had with some of my other guests on my podcast, it's just nothing is black or white in anything. And I think finding the common ground to common medium and being able to listen to each other, like actively listen is something I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful for a real lasting change. Um, I know that sounds kind of like utopian, but I'm, I'm hopeful for this movement sticking this. I mean, we saw it happen in 2020. There's an increased demand from companies wanting to certify as B Corps. I think we've hit the point of no return, whether it's climate change, whether it's, you know, the global pandemic, whether, you know, even, even justice, uh, equality, diversity, inclusion, the, the Jedi principles of, I don't see this ending. I don't see people going on to the net. Like my, was my fear at the beginning was that we were going to chase the next squirrel that ran across and go, Oh, and like completely lose interest until the next horrible, like murder happened in front of our eyes. And I think, I think you've seen an entire shift in society and our values and, and I forget who I heard say this the other day, but th this is the future and there are people kind of fighting the move to the future. But I, I strongly believe in the next 20, 50, 100 years in America that we're going to solve some huge, huge problems that face us. Um, and we're going to undo a lot of injustices that have been done over the last, you know, really time of the lat of mankind's history i think we're we're just evolving as a society so that's what i'm hopeful for and i hope that everybody realizes that you know what it's not going to happen overnight so whatever action you can take to make it happen if it's a volunteer event if it's you know opening a door with a smile like be that ripple of change that you want to see in the community and uh, just do it as much as as much and as often as possible and i think we'll that collective change will happen I think the, the first word that came to mind was balance, actually. And I think being, uh, going through working from home and COVID and quarantine has just made me reset some expectations I had for myself about what actually makes me happy. And I think it, it is actually more of a balance between the work that I'm doing and the time that I spend with my family and the things that really light me up and trying to make more, trying to make more time for that. It's such a great question. And I am so appreciative of Ron Balthazar, who was the original director of the sustainability certificate, because I feel like he did and does such a beautiful job of framing what our challenges are in a hopeful, positive way. And it's really important 
when we're talking about sustainability issues that can feel so daunting and so doom and gloom to see those positive stories of hope and change. So I am also very appreciative of you for sharing those stories through your podcast. So that gives me hope. And I mentioned earlier, the students that I work with and the faculty that I work with certainly give me hope. This broadening and growing desire to be part of positive change, to have life with purpose, to give back through the work that we do. I find that really inspiring and it gives me a lot of hope for the future. I'm really hopeful about young people, actually, like people our age and people who are like in high school and college right now. Like I've just noticed that when I interact with people in this demographic, like there's a huge awareness about what is going on in the world and like huge determination and like feeling a responsibility to solve big problems like climate change, like racial injustice, social and economic inequality. And like, I think that mindset is huge and it it just kind of makes it feel like we're, it's inevitable that we're gonna go in the right place because we're going to have all these players. We do have all these players that, that take these things very seriously. And it gives me a lot of hope. I am hopeful of people embracing everybody eats together, not just as an organization, but as a lifestyle, as a belief, as a mantra, and as an affirmation that yes, everybody can eat, everybody will eat, um, and we will do that together. Um, my hope is, um, yeah, everybody eats. I think I'm hopeful to see where 2021 takes us. Um, I think it was really inspiring to see how Athens adapted to COVID-19. Um, I think there was a lot of collaboration that made so much resilience possible. Um, looking at programs like Athens Eats Together, um, the impact and how quickly that was able to happen. And um, I think for Concrete Jungle, uh, I'm looking forward to expanding our impact. Uh, I think our first year in Athens last year was, we grew really rapidly in a way that I think like we really didn't anticipate. Um, we were able to distribute 21,000 pounds of food, which was huge for us. And so I'm looking forward to um, expanding that in 2021. I'm looking forward to partnering with more farmers, meeting more homeowners, meeting more volunteers, um, getting more produce into the community. Uh, so I think there's a lot to look forward to in 2021. Looking forward to getting vaccinated too. <laughs> Yeah, I think that the teamwork has really been inspiring. And Jenny and I are both a part of this group called Abundance Athens that's run through Envision Athens. Um, and that's a group that was around before COVID, but since COVID has kind of rallied around the hunger relief efforts on a broad scale. And there's been, you know, incredible work that's been done to um on a really large scale through the Athens Eats Together project. And that's been really inspiring to see. But on a smaller story, I, it's really those personal relationships. And I had this funny thing happen to me this week, um, which is not uncommon for Athens, but it's kind of uncommon during COVID. And that Jenny and I had met with the neighborhood leaders and then Jenny called up some of the neighborhood leaders to come pick up collard greens that she and some other folks harvested at the Hort Farm and they're picking them up at U Garden. And um, the neighborhood leaders came and those are both people who I knew. And then another woman showed up and she had been called by another um, person with the neighborhood leaders. And, and I 
was looking at her and she had on a winter hat and a mask. And so, you know, during COVID when they have the winter hat and the mask, it's like hard to see them. But I was like, I know this lady. And she goes, do you recognize me? I said, Beverly. And then she was a woman who I had worked with two, two summers ago. So two and a half years ago through the school garden teacher training program that I used to be a part of. And she was a teacher in Barrow County who was in charge of her school garden. And now she was running a uh, hunger relief food pantry at her church. And she came to pick up collard greens um, for her church. And it was just like such a wonderful full circle story of just so many great people out there doing the good work that needs to be done. And that when you're feeling tired or burnt out, then you see this other person who you recognize and who's also out there doing this kind of work. Um, it's really gives you some energy and makes you feel like, you know, you know that you're not alone, but sometimes you can feel like you're like the only one doing it. And then when you see a f an old friend, um, that was just really, really wonderful and gives me hope when that those kind of things happen. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, mine is very, I feel like, <laughs> kind of silly, but I've been feeling really hopeful lately because it's been, it's spring, it's sunny outside. Um, I feel like, you know, and, and I guess it is kind of tied to like the fact that I feel like vaccines are starting to be distributed. Like I just feel like we're turning a new leaf um, kind of collectively in, uh, in our world right now. And so it just makes me really excited for the future. So this one's a little bit more personal, but I'm, I'm hopeful and excited because my academic career, at least for the foreseeable future, is coming to a close, which means I can finally focus on uh, Gina and I kind of combining our lives together and closing the gap. I'm hopeful to finish my thesis, hopefully get published in an academic journal, fingers crossed. Um, and then, yeah, just moving in with Gene and kind of starting our lives together. That's what I'm hopeful for. Okay. I knew you were going to ask me this because I listen to the podcast all the time. So I have some time to think. Um, I think it doesn't seem, you know, like a sustainable thing to be hopeful for, but it'll circle back. But I'm really hopeful right now, just by how many people are getting the vaccine in healthcare and specifically in home health. I work a lot with older adults and these last few weeks, it feels like almost all of my patients have been able to get the vaccine, um, which has been really great. But during the pandemic, it's really just been frustrating to see all the disposable masks that are on the side of the road. A week ago, we went to the Rockies and I was looking out over an overlook and I think I saw five masks just down below, like 20 feet down that had blown off in the wind or someone had dropped. Um, and it's just one of those things that's a necessary evil right now with the pandemic, but it's just going to be so nice <laughs> when we don't have to use one use items like that. Um, and I think everybody getting their vaccine is going to be a really big part of that. Um, so that's really giving me hope right now, because even though in the pandemic, sustainability is maybe not in the forefront of our mind, it's definitely making some negative impacts on our on our earth right now. So it'll be nice when I'm not seeing masks on the side of the road anymore. <laughs> oh, what a great question. Okay, first, Jacob, this is why I love your podcast because whenever I listen to it, I always feel hopeful at the end. So oh. um, I, I'm sure I'm gonna echo what a lot of people are feeling right now, but definitely um, to kind of reach what the new normal is going to be. Um, I'm really hopeful to be close to people again, to gather in crowds and that's coming from an introvert. So <laughs> you can tell it's been a long time. So, you know, the vaccine um, and, and kind of reaching new achievements in public health. 
And I guess for me, what I'm hopeful with uh, the past couple of years has not been that great in terms of conversation or conservation of our uh, public lands in America. And um, it, it seems like things may be maybe changing in that sense. So uh, I'm hopeful for the state of our public lands throughout the country. So I'm sure a lot of people have given a similar answer to this, um, but I'm very hopeful that a lot of people are getting vaccinated and that there is more of an end that we can see versus like last year, we just kept wondering like, when is this gonna end? Um, so I'm hopeful that maybe the summer will be a little bit more normal and things can go back to how they were before. Um, but also with, um, with COVID and everything we've been through in the past year, I also think that there will be a lot of positive change out of it. So for example, I think that like the company I just started working for like realizes that work-life balance is really important and a lot of people have enjoyed working from home and they might be more open to that in the future. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful to see like the good things that come out of this past year. Um, so I will start and say that I am hopeful. Um, I have a few quotes to share. Uh, the first one is, action is the antidote to despair by Joan Baez. And it's one of my favorite quotes. And that is what keeps me hopeful. Um, being part of a large organization, uh, one that's larger than myself, um, surrounded by so many positive, hopeful people that care about sustainability like I do gives me hope and keeps me going and you know I'm doing the most that I can while I'm here and and that makes me feel hopeful comfortable and I do have one more quote from CCL um, that says there are a lot of change to ways to change the world this is ours there are a lot of ways to express frustration this is ours there are a lot of ways to make democracy work this is ours yeah that's a great quote so for me, uh, sort of along the same lines, I'm hopeful for democracy, you know, working as it is intended to. Um, I think for, you know, grassroots really, uh, you know, this engagement uh, to grow and help build consensus around this issue. I think it's an important one and we've got to focus on uh, uh, making the world, uh, you know, a livable place for, uh, for our future generations. So I'm hopeful for democracy working working like it should. This seems to be a common answer to the question, but I am really hopeful for our next generation. I think Gen Z, you know, in, in two ways. First of all, Gen Z is learning in real time about climate change. They're seeing the the problems and, you know, and, and being taught the solutions right now. So I'm a millennial. I learned a lot of this when I went to college and, you know, in the second part of my life. But my stepson, who's 12, is learning about climate change and the warming oceans and all of these these things right now. So they sort of have like a step up in being able to fix the problem. And the second way that I think this generation has an impact is how they're questioning and um, asking the older generation to make change. I've heard a lot and a lot of my, my members are actually of an older generation. And part of the reason they like the vegetarian meals, for example, is because their 20 year old kid comes home from college who now is a vegetarian and they're like, oh my gosh, what do I feed him? And luckily they have, they have a recipe that tastes good that the whole family likes, not just the vegetarian. So I think it's really cool how that generation is really pushing all of us to think about things and to be better. So it can only get better from here, right? 
I would say I'm really hopeful for seeing the increased activism, especially amongst our generation and the younger generations with speaking out amongst sustainability, racism, inclusivity. I think I'm really excited to see how we're going to change our future. I'd say I'm super hopeful for this like movement and push towards like living a healthy lifestyle. I think COVID especially reminded people that if you don't have your health, like you don't have much else in your life. So it's super awesome to see these smaller, better for you brands getting placed at large grocery stores and being able to see all these new products on the shelves where traditionally you just see like these major corporations and just see different various variations of those products. So super excited to see the growth there and um, having people push for healthier lifestyles, both like eating and also through exercising and yeah. Well, I, I thought it was funny when you uh, when you told me the the name of your podcast being Hopefully Sustainable. I didn't know if there was an, an, a, an intentional pun there where, um, you know, hopefully sustainable can can mean, you know, you're you're pursuing sustainability with hopefulness. But there's also a sort of tinge of we're hopefully sustainable, right? So I kind of feel the same way um, that sometimes I look out and I say, you know what, there's not a whole lot to be hopeful about. But then, you know, I have students in my sustainability class who turn around and, and make these podcasts and then invite me to be on them. And, and uh, I see also, you know, the people who are interested in that course are largely interested because they um, have been raised in a Christian environment and they desperately want to make the connection between what they know is right on, on the one hand from a faith perspective and what they know is right on the other hand from uh, an environmental perspective. And the fact that they've never seen that connection explicitly made, they're, they're longing for uh, the ability to make that connection. Um, I think that they, and I'm also finding hope in the fact that they don't necessarily need my class to do so. They're finding these resources on their on their own. Um, I'm also especially hopeful that I see uh, all over uh, the world and and in the United States, uh, Christians of all traditions beginning to uh, see the, the urgency of our environmental situation to begin to try to decouple in, in America, especially decouple the language of creation care and uh, environmental stewardship from its, its political uh, framing and putting it into a more of a moral and spiritual framing. And I think another thing to be hopeful about is that I get my, uh, my second COVID shot tomorrow. So, you know, um, I know we didn't touch on it very, very uh, much, but, um, you know, when it comes to social and economic sustainability, as well as making environmental sustainability a priority, um, both in general and in Christian ministries, um, it's going to help if we can, you know, sort of get back to normal um, uh, and begin to uh, interact with one another and start to uh, do, the, do this kind of work together. So I'm hopeful that the U.S. Um, regains its position as kind of the leader in addressing the largest challenge we, we face. I know COVID may be challenging that title currently, but in the long run, climate change is the biggest threat to our planet. And I think and I'm hopeful that 
the US is in the process of regaining its position as the leader in that. I think Biden's 50% pledge is really encouraging and has made me even more hopeful than I was before. I think for my answer to that, I'll go back to that that topic I was talking about with agriculture, where we're in a degenerative place. We're looking at sustainable and projecting forward into regenerative. I'm really hopeful for agriculture in the future. We're seeing a lot of a lot of agriculture transition to younger people coming back to the land and starting to really take ownership of the production of food across the country. And as we're seeing that, we're seeing more and more transition to these positive environmental practices. So that's what makes me hopeful. Um, seeing the future of agriculture change before our eyes is you know, fantastic and beautiful to see. Mm, I love that question. Gosh, um, personally and professionally, I'll answer it in two ways. <laughs> personally, I'm hopeful that one day I'll be living um, on my block of land down in Tasmania with goats and lots of cute little animals and growing fruit and veggies and that kind of thing. I want to, that's where I want to head personally, <laughs> living more sustainably on the land. And professionally, I would really love for ethical and environmental considerations to be completely normal within the wedding industry like that becomes mainstream and that's the new normal so in this space of really trying to tackle the climate crisis for me it's uh less about hope and it's more about like an instinctive drive and a must uh to get there because um we really don't have another choice and but what does make me hopeful uh, is being around friends and listening to people's podcasts like yours. And even though we haven't talked in a while, like, oh my gosh, look at what Jaco's doing and look at all these cool people she's interviewing or, you know, meeting new friends in this environmental space and seeing what they're doing. Because, you know, working in the climate world, sometimes if you have a bad day, you can be like, are we going to get there? Are we going to solve the climate crisis? You know, some of these things just feel so huge, but really it's the collective that's going to get us there. And although we have a huge uh, uphill battle still, uh, seeing how many people are working on things in their own realm of influence and, you know, trying posting on your own social media or creating your own podcast or talking with your own friends and, you know, signing every petition you can. That's what, that's what makes me hopeful is seeing all the people and, and all my friends and more and more people uh, starting to care about these issues and understand these issues and really kind of, you know, getting in, I don't want to use the word fight because I try to stay away from the violent um, rhetoric, but really it's, uh, it is, uh, a fight and it, it is a, a, an uphill battle and I think we're going to get there. So I am very hopeful. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about today's guest or just say hello, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at hopefully sustainable pod. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts and Spotify. 
As you finish this episode, remember that we are all on a personal journey to make the world a better place, but it's all about progress, not perfection. Until next time, stay hopeful and stay sustainable.